It's Ask Uncle Lee Wednesday, and if you've got any questions, just leave them in the comments below, and I will add them to the list. So, let's get started. Welcome to my channel. You are entering the world of magic and mysticism with your host, Lee W. Johnson. Keep the lights on and help improve the channel by becoming a supporter for just $2.99 per month. Hit the join button. Alright, so today we're going to have a look at some questions from Oral's... Oh, wait, sorry. Oral Sensations. There we go. Um, and thanks for the questions. Much appreciated. Let me just go do that. There we go. All right. So the first question, uh, I do have a question in regards to spirit calling. What is your suggestion in dealing with multiple callings at the same time? As sometimes they come in groups, even though at times briefly when answered, I'd be interested in your opinion on the, ma on the matter. Um, I'm used to working with multiple at times, but it gets difficult and frustrating when attempting to work with one exclusively or when it seems there's too many to give time to adequately. Uh, usually it'll be spirits with whom I've worked before. All right. Um, in a lot of these cases, I come back to real life examples. Um, if you have a group of people who are trying to um, get your attention, all of them at the same time, what do you do? You uh, get organized. So really the same thing. Um, you know, we, we're dealing with um, beings of, of the fifth dimension and we are more third and fourth dimension entities. Um, and although they can do things in a particular manner, which are quite laterally really, um, and you know, time is lateral, etc., etc., in reality, um, we still have to function in a linear form. So... You know, you just have to explain to these entities, those spirits, that we have to work in a particular way. And therefore, they take a card. Just tell them to take a card. And when the next card or the next number gets called, they can come forward and work with them, ask the, or, or ask the questions, do whatever um, is going on. Um, but really, it, it's it's just about getting organized. And you find this a lot with people who um, work with um, the dead and are mediums, um, especially when they start the process of opening up and becoming a medium. They just get bombarded with hundreds and hundreds of spirits, all wanting their attention at the same time. And that's usually because these, these, these entities, these... Um, disembodied spirits have been ignored for so long because nobody can hear them. All of a sudden there's this person that can hear them and they all just want attention. Um, so it really is learning how to organize and communicating that with them and getting them to understand that in order for this whole thing to work successfully, you're going to have to work together and do it in a particular manner. And it's really as simple as that. Um, yes, we can extend ourselves um, and take on all of the communication at the same time. Um, you might find it, it gets quite exhausting. And that's not going to help you at the end of the day either. So, yeah, just 
one at a time, get organized. If it's a group that are all doing different things to achieve one particular goal, that's a different story. Um, but if they're all vying for information or vying for or trying to get knowledge or trying to communicate with you about all different things, then, you know, it's a different story. Um, so organization, take a number, really. That's what needs to be done. And I know some people will say that, you know, that feels disrespectful. Maybe it does. Um, but the thing is, if you're not doing that, then you're not going to get things done properly or effectively. And, you know, that really isn't going to help anybody at the end of the day. So, you know, they they may be gods and goddesses, but you know they've also got to understand that we are human we have to function have to do things in a particular way otherwise it's just not going to work and they for their benefit for our benefit they're going to want to want it to work the best in the best possible manner so yeah take a number um get in line really it um, next question about attunement um i've always thought that building relationship with the spirits uh, was a process of attunement. Am I wrong in thinking that there are they are one and the same? Personally, I've not had a problem working with the spirits directly without expecting anything from them, but just experiencing them. Um, you're not wrong, but um, I think maybe we, we need to look at the actual words. So we have relationship and we have attunement. So relationship is um, building relations which are worthy. Um, and, you know, in this case, um, between you and a spirit, for instance, um, that's building a relationship is something that's built over a long period of time. You can go to them, you can sit down, you can talk to them, you can ask them for aid, you can ask them for knowledge, you can communicate with them, you can go back and forth, um, and you create a bond, a love, um, and that's a relationship. When we're talking about attunement, attunement is more along the lines of frequency, of um, attuning yourself to the same frequency as something else, uh, which is bringing yourself into resonance. So when we're talking about attunement, this is my understanding, of course, um, but when we're talking about attunement, what you're doing is you're bringing yourself um, your own frequency into the same um, vibrational state or, or resonating with that entity, with that spirit. And that usually we can only maintain for a certain period of time and then our frequency comes back to its natural state. So, um, you know, that for me is attunement, is bringing ourselves into the same resonance, resonant frequency as the spirit we're working with, as the energy we are working with. But as I said, that kind of, we have our own specific frequency and we, we eventually come back to our normal frequency. If we continue to work on a constant basis with a, one particular energy, then we'll, our own frequency will, will, over time, will then uh, change to suit that new frequency but that's only you know if you're working with multiple spirits at the same time 
um, you're going to be attuning to one and bring, which means you're going to bring your own frequency into resonance with that energy and then it's going to drop down and, and will, will drop up down whichever it's going to come back to its own natural state and then you're going to work with the next one and your your frequency will alter to resonate with that energy and then it will come back to its natural state so that for me is attunement itself um, the next question is on elements uh, do you feel that it is absolutely necessary to call in the elements, elemental kings, during ritual work in your experience? Um, I've spent a lot of time experimenting and trying different ideas that have been put forth. And personally, I've come to the conclusion that as we are the elements, um, as you mentioned, they are always technically there within just as they are surrounding us in our spaces inside and out. Therefore, I haven't felt the need to call on them. Am I missing an important aspect in thinking that way, in your opinion? All right, so yes, we do hold all of the elements. Um, and depending on what school, you, school of thought you're looking at, uh, we could say that if we have a combination of air, fire and water, that creates the fourth element, which is air put spirit into that we have a, a body a human being um a, a, a person that can walk around think and etc um or an animal or plant or a rock or whatever it is but it's they've all got the the all, all of the elements within them however what can sometimes happen is one or more of the elements can become imbalanced um if uh you find yourself suddenly um, angry at everything you know every little drop of the hat just you know ignites you just makes you angry all of a sudden you've probably got too much fire um, if you are constantly in your head all the time um, then you know and it, it's not normal you're not normally like that you're quite a grounded person but now all of a sudden you're constantly in your head you may find that um, your element of earth has shifted or element of air has shifted in the opposite direction um, so we have we go through all these stages in life we go through these moments where the the energies aren't perfectly balanced all the time they are they're, they're mutable they're changing all the time they are um, shifting and at times we have an excess of, of one element or a, um, a lack of another element um, and then that shifts and changes and it constantly doing this so when we are working with the elemental kings um watchtowers the gregory the um the the the, the elemental kings of demonolatry or of paracelsus or whichever elemental aspects we're talking about the archangels for instance um what we're doing is we are calling them into our space in order to balance the working space that we're going to be using and what this does is even if we are at, at an imbalance or our, our environment is is having an imbalance at a particular time what you're doing is you're calling the elemental kings to balance the space which you're going to be working in and therefore balance all of all four elements or five if you're including the fifth element um, but balancing that that space elementally and this also, again, coming back to attunement, to um, resonating at a particular frequency. If our 
within ourselves, we have an imbalance of one element or more or more, more than one element by um, calling the four elemental kings and creating a balanced space, your, your own self, your own being, your own body, then starts to resonate at that same uh, frequency, you know, starts to vibrate, um, but comes into resonance with that space that you have now created, so you can bring back into balance. So you don't have to do, the, to do this elemental calling all the time or every time. Um, I do find that if it's a, a bigger work that I'm doing, um, then I may want to balance the space because I feel something is, is out of balance or, or not quite, you know, all four elements are not quite in alignment. Um, then I, I may, I'll probably use the circle casting called the four elemental kings. Um, but I don't always, it depends on the working I'm doing. If it's candle magic, for instance, I'm usually not going to, to cast an entire circle. Um, but at the same time, if it's something where I want to incorporate the elements, um, then I'm going to cast a circle because I'm going to first call all of the elements and balance all of the elements. Then I'm going to call one particular element in to actually create an imbalance. Um, and through that imbalance, you then create a tension. And what you, what, what's actually quite interesting to work for or to experiment with is if, um, for example, you want to create um, something which is going to incorporate the element of air, um, what you can do is call on the opposite element. And as you call all, all, all three of, of the... All th Sorry, let me try that again. So if you to call, you want to work with element of air, you actually call all, all of the, the other three elements. And what happens is you pull those in and then this, the air element needs to start to, it starts creating tension with air. And what happens is air then floods in and it overpowers everything else and it creates this tension which then pulls it in. So there's different ways you can actually work with, with the elements in, in that situation. Um, and it's worth experimenting with. Um, but anyway, okay, so I think that one does that, that one, that question. Um, I can't wait for Mercury post shadow to end. I've had a hell of a week. <laughs> I'm starting to get tongue-tied again. Um, also a question on gate work. I haven't worked with gates for a while. I haven't found it necessary. Though in my opinion experience, uh, we open ourselves and gates on an automatic basis when we perform callings. Otherwise, how could the energy spirits come through? Um, are we open vessels in that regard? And are the energies present with us all the time? Or are there really barriers, gates? that keep us separated. What are your thoughts on the matter? This is actually a bit of a difficult um, one, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to address it in a new course I'm creating, which is about gate opening, because there are a variety of, of ways, or I wouldn't say actually, actually ways to open gates, but a variety of methods which have been referred to as gate opening. And they're all very, very, very different. Um, for instance, as you say, you know, when we when we um, call a spirit, 
we're opening a gate, we're opening a doorway for that spirit, that energy of that spirit to come through. Um, if we have a look into Kabbalistic practices, practical Kabbalah, um, we can um, vibrate um, a particular God name to open the gate of a Sephira. Um, and that energy then comes through and it floods us and we, we become again attuned to that energy we resonate at that particular energy for a while um, so that again is gate opening when we go into demonolatry um, and in reference to gate opening there that actually becomes very different so the idea is that when we are if we sit down and we we chant an end and we gaze at a spirit's sigil um what we're doing is we are pulling in the energy of that particular spirit, but it's considered to be muted. When we do the gate opening, we kind of um, open the gate for that energy to come through as raw energy. So it does, I've done it myself, and it does feel very different. Um, are both gate opening? Yes, we could consider both methods to be gate opening. One is just slightly filtered, um, and the energy that comes through is quite muted. The other one is pulling and drawing in raw energy, which can be extremely overpowering, and it can actually create a lot of imbalance if you're not prepared for it, and you're not ready for it, and you're not at that stage where you can actually just draw that raw energy in. Um, but that's usually what we're referring to when we talk about gate opening within demonolatry. But as we say, it's this term opening gates or gate opening um, or opening a portal or opening a doorway or something like that. All of these terms refer to different things depending on which tradition or culture you are actually referring to. Um, some are simple and, and it's things that we do automatically, we do every day. You know, we shift moods, we go through our days and we we shift into different states, into different moods, into different um, energy levels. Um, our, our elemental balance um, shifts and becomes different all the time. And all of these are, we could say, is opening doorways, opening gates for particular energies to come through. Um, our attention may be on a particular thing at a, at a certain time, and because of that, we are drawing that particular energy. So we're opening a doorway, uh, opening a gate for the energy to come through. And then the next hour, our attention shifts to something else. We close that gate and we open this gate. Um, in a way, it's not really opening gates. Um, it's just drawing your attention to a different energy and where an energy flows where attention goes. So, you know... If the energy is there, you're not really opening a door, a gate, in a sense, but in a way, you kind of are. You're kind of opening yourself up to that particular energy. So this really, it, it's it's kind of a difficult one to answer because there's so many different ways we can actually interpret this idea of gate opening. Um, and depending on the culture, depending on the past, depending on the tradition, um, you know, you could explain gate opening in a particular way and the person will say, no, that's not gate opening. But for somebody else it is. So um, semantics, terminologies, um, it's, it gets a bit 
difficult sometimes. But uh, yes and no, all at the same time. <laughs> all right, so that's all of your questions. Thank you for those questions. As I said, if you have any questions, just put them in the comments below and I will add them to the list. Um, I hope I answered all of Oral Sensations questions successfully and sufficiently. Uh, let me know if there's uh, anything else you would like me to talk about in that regard. Okay, and uh, I'll see you next week. Have a good one for now. Bye-bye.